Radio 1392.5. Now for something completely different. We're going to bring, bring it all together. Because that's the bottom line. Bottom line. ESPN Radio 1392.5. Bottom line with Brad Taylor, presented by Stable Duel. Sports talk from a handicapping perspective. Thank you for joining us on this Sunday morning. We really appreciate it. Hey, Miss Judy, uh, please take your meds this morning, or I might have to steal that little click bracelet that people are going crazy for on the internet for some unknown reason. You might want to check that out. 859-381-1313 if you'd like to call in and join in on the conversation. You can email the show anytime, bottomlinelex at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at bottomlinelex. On today's show, another cavalcade of stars is Brian Howard of Stable Duel will join us again to give us his best Keeneland picks for today. Yes, they are running at Keeneland on a Sunday, but they won't legalize sports betting in this state. Uh, It's another topic for another day. And worlds collide a little bit later on as our resident golf expert here at ESPN Radio, Matthew Lawrence, will join us at the end of the show to talk about Masters Sunday, always the biggest day and the best day of the golf season. We'll talk a little Reds baseball and, of course, our Mac Daddy Stogie Picks brought to you by Jake Cigar Bar. Coming off another big day yesterday, giving you two out of two underdog winners in Major League Baseball. So we hope you went down to Jake Cigar Bar and smoked a couple of stogies for that. All that and much, much more coming up on this week's Sunday edition of Lexington's fastest growing sports talk radio show. But first, Greg Norman, the Shark. People ask me where I come up with the stuff that we talk about on this show we get a lot of positive feedback on you know the subject matter we talk about because we're the only show in Lexington that talk that tackles the topics that we tackle. You know, no, not everybody talks about point spreads all the time. Not everybody and the tagline, you know, sports talk from a handicapping perspective. And we get a lot of feedback on the research we do because hey, I might stink on the radio, but at least we're prepared. But everybody that talks to me, they're a program director. I get this a lot. Your show doesn't sound like the other shows around here. Well, and then my line, that's a good thing. That's exactly what we're trying to accomplish here in the bottom line. If we tried to tackle and talk about the same topics that the other shows in town do, especially the fanboys across town at the Voice of the Cats, I wouldn't be on the air. Why would anyone doing this want to sound exactly like someone else? Find your own way, carve your own niche. That goes for anything in life. I'd rather die on staying true to myself than following the rest of the cattle to the slaughterhouse on the beaten path. But that doesn't keep people from asking questions about show content. This is a true story. I got multiple emails a few weeks ago on uh, NCAA Tournament Selection Sunday, no less, about why we didn't talk about the UK rifle team winning the national championship on this show. Really? Well, God bless them. And all the best to them. Congrats on them for winning. I'm sure it was a win for the ages. But this is a big picture, big topic show. We're trying to pick some winners out in the desert at the same time. Look, last time I looked, I couldn't get odds on the UK rifle team out in the desert. So we play the hits on this show. In other words, big five sports, college pro football, college pro basketball, major league baseball, and anything transcendent. In 1997, Tiger Woods made golf transcendent. And for the next 12 years, there was no better golfer in the history of the game. You could take that Jack Nicklaus stuff and his 18 majors and stuff it because nobody dominated like Tiger did in his salad days. It was like Mike Tyson's early years when you thought he'd dominate forever and never lose. In fact, there's a great documentary on HBO or that HBO Max uh, app right now that came out earlier this year on Tiger. If you're a golf fan or if you're just a fan of history and human nature, it's very interesting. But the bottom line is, you won't hear us talk about the rifle teams on this show or sports you can't wager on out in the desert. In other words, if we can't make money on the next game, we probably ain't going to be talking about it. But golf is one of the fastest growing sports in terms of handle out in the desert. And of all the sporting events today, including Major League Baseball, There will be more wagers placed and decided on today's Masters final round than any other sport in the world. Now, that doesn't mean you should go look forward to 
first round coverage of the John Deere Classic. But Master Sunday, yeah, that's worth it. Why? Because it's transcendent and people are betting it. Back in the prehistoric days before Tiger Woods, the Tiger Woods of the golf world is a guy named Greg Norman, the shark from Australia. It's hard to imagine that he's been over over two and a half decades now since he was basically the best golfer in the world. And he had it all. He had a look. He had that cool hat. Number one player at the end of the world seven times at the end of the year. And three other times he was second in world rankings at the end of the year. But what is Greg Norman most remembered for? Choking in the biggest moments in the golf's four big majors. Now, sometimes he didn't choke. One time a guy holed a shot out from a bunker to beat him. Another time, at the Masters no less, a guy chipped from a shot from well off the green to beat him. But a lot of times, the pain that Greg Norman faced was self-inflicted. In 1986, Greg Norman led every major after three rounds. All four times he was leading on Saturday night. Only to lose every one of them in the final round. And then the coup de grace of all of them was in 1996. Ten years later, he was still on top of the world ten years later. That's 25 years ago, if you could believe it. He pulled quite possibly the biggest choke job in the history of not only golf, but sports as a whole, when he blew a six-shot lead going into the final round of the Masters. I've seen a lot of teams and players choke in my day, but that one is right up there. I remember John Vandevelt. That's a name for you. You've never heard of him, probably, unless you're a close follower of golf 20 years ago. Who is John Vandevelt? He was leading the Open Championship, or the British Open, as they used to say, back in 1999. He had a three-shot lead going into the final hole. I remember watching that live for some reason. And as fans, we love the car crash because we have to stop and look. Greg Norman at the 1996 Masters with a six-shot lead going into the final round and blowing it. That wasn't just a car crash. That was a demolition derby multi-car pileup. But I remember before that final round in 1996, the media was gushing about Norman. Finally, the best player in the world was going to get his master's green jacket. And you know what that reminds me of? Of recent recent times? Gonzaga basketball, just from the last week. Finally, they were going to get their much-deserved national championship after years and years of choke jobs and near misses. Some in the media were calling Gonzaga the greatest of all time, just like some in the media 25 years ago were calling Norman the greatest of all time. Although neither had proven that to be true. When Vandeveld choked that open championship, you never heard from him again. And as great as Greg Norman was after that 1996 Masters, you really never heard from him again. It was too painful. Equate that to today. And a man named Hideki Matsuyama has a four-shot lead heading into the final round of the biggest golf tournament in the world. Before this tournament started, you could have got Matsuyama at over 50-1 to to win this tournament. I saw 53-1 to was the final number. 53-1. to His best career finish in this tournament was, five, was fifth in 2015. That's the only time he ever finished in the top five. And now he's going close to four years now without a PGA Tour victory. And odds makers and betters alike all frustrated that one of the more talented players in the game just does not seem to win as much as he should. Does that sound familiar? It does to me. All that's fine and dandy, but that was before he tried to go to sleep last night with a four-shot lead heading into the final round of the Masters. Four-shot lead, 11 under par, better than four other players at seven under par for the tournament. Daniel Schauffele, Justin Rose, the second-round leader, Mark Leishman, Will Zalatoris. Schauffele will now join Matsuyama in Sunday's final pairing. 25 of the last 30 Masters winners have come from the final pairing on Sunday. So you got to think, maybe, if history says anything, it's Matsuyama or Schauffele. And, of course, the Masters winner to come from beyond the top five on the leaderboard to win was Nick Faldo, 1985. 
Corey Connors, Jordan Spieth, those are the only guys that really have a chance to be in striking distance outside of the top five. And the last 24 Masters champions have been within four shots of the lead going into the final round. So a lot of this num- numerology that we like to talk about on this show when it comes to team sports, with these individual sports, it seems to point to Matsuyama winning this tournament. And if you're holding a ticket right now on him to win, you've got him around 50-1. to 1. Maybe you hedge and take Shoffley in the final round in a head-to-head matchup, and then still maybe you win both bets. That's the way to do it if you feel like hedging. Shoffley, right now, his odds, 5-1 to one to come from behind and win this tournament. And the rest of the other guys tied four shots back. They're all 10-1 to one or more. But Matsuyama is a favorite, an odds-on favorite to win this tournament. He's minus 120, minus 130, depending on where you shop. The Masters on Sunday, and it might be a little cheap because history tells us other than Greg Norman, this guy looks like he's going to win this thing. The problem is the situation for him. Incredible pressure. And he's coming off of a scorching hot back nine yesterday when he was on fire. And was the case with Justin Rose after his opening round 65, Matsuyama likely to cool off. We call it regression to the mean. Some of us do in betting circles. So the question, can he stay calm? Can he avoid the blow-up round? A lot of cliche-ridden questions. So Matsuyama will likely be spinning in a number of different directions, getting up this morning because he probably didn't sleep very well last night on the eve of his first major championship, possibly. And he's never been in this position before in his long and decorated career. But as we said earlier, odds makers and betters alike look at this guy as someone who's never lived up to expectations. Quite a bit like Greg Norman. So the question of the day is, will Matsuyama finish the drill and maintain a four-shot lead going into the final round? Or will he join the likes of Jean Vandeveld and our guy Greg Norman and choke on the world's biggest stage only to fade into oblivion? If I were a betting man, I think I'd take the field today. I really would. Why? Because history tells us It's happened before, and if you're going to give us odds of serious value, it might happen again today, and that's the bottom line. ESPN Radio 1392.5, the bottom line with Brad Taylor, presented by Stable Duel, sports talk from a handicapping perspective. In case you missed it last night, the Reds pulled an anti-Kevin Costner and effed with a winning streak. So the Reds' six-game winning streak, now over, and as we discussed yesterday, the Reds six and two on the season now, but they're uh, they've been favored out in the desert seven times. So if you really look at it from a handicapping perspective, like we do, the Reds aren't equaling the expectations of our friends out in the desert. Our friends out in the desert said they should be seven and one this year. They're six and two. Don't forget they had those three games against the Pirates, the worst team in baseball earlier in the year. But yes, the Reds are playing well. They're hitting the ball other than Joey Votto. They're hitting the ball great. But none of that, you know, matters to the people in the desert. We're just trying to cover spreads and trying to cash tickets today. So the Reds still sitting 6-2, and two, leading the National League Central by one game over the Cardinals and two games over the Brewers, our pick to win the National League Central in the preseason. But sadly for the Reds, the magic is over for Tyler Babe Ruth Naquin. He only went 2-for-5 last night and is only hitting three thirty-three on the year now and he's stuck on five home runs. Might want to trade him now while his value is still high because he's going in a slump, it looks like. But the Reds actually hit the ball last night despite losing. They got 12 hits, but they only got three runs on those 12 hits. Eugenio Suarez hit his second home run in the season, but in typical Eric Davis fashion, it was towards the end of the game when the outcome was pretty much already decided. Suarez now up to 200 on his batting average for the season, but our guy Joey Votto is still the worst offensive player on this team, and he's still batting third every night. With everyone in the lineup hitting around him, how long is it till he's moved down in the lineup? How long is it till he's being forced to move down in the lineup? Just saying. Starting pitcher last night, Jeff Hoffman, reverted back to his old Coors Field form with three earned runs and nine base runners in four and a third innings. 
Most of that damage coming in the Diamondbacks' five-run fifth that basically wrapped up the game for them. We discussed yesterday how Arizona had a lot of value in this game. We hope you got on them last night. So Reds and Diamondbacks again today, 340 here on ESPN Radio, 1392.5. These two non-division foes have split their uh, two games of this series. Reds won the opener. Diamondbacks won last night as underdogs. In today's rubber match, the Reds tried out Jose De Leon, 3.60 ERA on the season, and the Diamondbacks give the ball to Luke Weaver, 4.76 ERA on the season. This line opened with the Reds listed as a short favorite, about 120. The public has uh, takes one look at the one-loss records for these teams, and like we say, everybody loves the zero last week. You think the Reds are the much and the highly superior team. However, despite a majority of the bets laying the chalk with the Reds, we've seen the Reds line fall from 120 to minus 115. And some shops may be inching closer to pick them before a game starts. This signals sharp reverse line movement on the on the Diamondbacks because they're uh, getting close to a pick them here. Diamondbacks have value as a home dog. And we could uh, also be looking at a high-scoring game in this one. Uh, with two unproven pitchers this year, total nine. Over for the Reds is seven and one this year, uh, five and four for the D-backs. Jose De Leon for the Reds. He has five career starts. Four of those were with the Dodgers. One with the Reds. His teams are three and two in his career starts, but he's lost you money out in the desert mainly because he was such a heavy favorite when he pitched for the Dodgers back in the day. Luke Weaver of the Diamondbacks. He's been around longer than you think. He was part of the Paul Goldschmidt trade a couple of years ago. But he's had much better days in St. Louis than he's had in Arizona. With the Cardinals, the Weaver was 24 and 23 in his starts. The Cardinals were in his starts. But Weaver starts with Arizona. Arizona is 10 and 15 when Luke Weaver starts for them. That's 40%. And if you put $1 on him blindly every time he started for Arizona, you'd be down $4 and one penny. That's a minus 16% return on investment. That's not good at all. So although the Reds are probably the better team in today's matchup in Arizona, the Diamondbacks are probably the better play. you got the home team, a more proven starting pitcher, a bullpen with a rested closer and setup man, and that home team is an underdog. So if you're a fan, go ahead and take the Reds, but we'll probably be on the Diamondbacks today because they're in a better spot. They have the better odds. And as Gordon Gecko taught us years ago, don't let emotion get in the way of your decision-making process. And you have to be able to be on your team one night and a guess in the next night and not blink an eye. And that's why we have Arizona over the Reds today, and that's the bottom line. ESPN Radio 1,392.5, bottom line with Brad Taylor, presented by Stable Duel, sports talk from a handicapping perspective. Coming up next, the most profitable segment in Lexington Radio, our Mac Daddy Stogie Picks, brought to you by our friends at Jake Cigar Bar. But first... Our friends at Stable Duel, go download their app today. They've got uh, all, you can get all your action down at Keeneland and every other racetrack in America, but they're offering some great deals and some great contests at uh, Keeneland during the meet the next couple weeks. So go uh, download their app and or check them out online, StableDuel.com. That's our good friends at Stable Duel. Download their app today. Prince Cuts is open seven days a week, and all the staff are undergoing weekly COVID testing. Fades, tapers, shaves, facials, and much more. Now hiring braiders and locticians. Open till 10 p.m. daily or later with an appointment. You can book conveniently online at princecuts.com or download our Apple or Google Prince Cuts app. We are kid-friendly with gaming consoles and the best staff. Prince Cuts, a cut fit for a prince. Located on Richmond Road. Hey, Tam, have you heard of Elite Graphics? Yes, they're a local one-stop shop for any company's quality printing and business development needs. They offer e-commerce and fulfillment solutions, printing, engraving, t-shirts, corporate promotional products, direct mail, and so much more. They'll even store your products at their location. And the best part is they'll beat any first order price by 10%. Where could we get life-size cutouts of ourselves for Kentucky Taste Buds? Oh, that's easy. We need to call Elite Graphics. They offer everything. Oh, yeah. And if we order a
ESPN Radio, 1,392.5. The Bottom Line with Brad Taylor, presented by Stable Duel, sports talk from a handicapping perspective. Thank you for joining us on this Sunday morning. Uh, I was just handed a note by our crack staff here at uh, the Bottom Line, uh, the crack staff being uh, me, uh, that the biggest uh, final round comeback in Masters history is eight shots by somebody named Jack Burke Jr. in 1956. So is it possible for someone to come from eight shots behind in the final round to win? Yes, it is. It's not likely, but it's possible. But of course, uh, Nick Faldo, the year that uh, Greg Norman choked, he was six shots back going into the final round. So yes, is it possible for some of these other golfers that are not uh, within four shots to win? It is possible, mathematically, but it's not very likely. That's why, but we still, I still think uh, Matsuyama, probably not your best choice today. But if you're uh, picking games out in the desert, Major League Baseball yesterday, uh, favorites and underdogs, they both split. If you're an underdog player, that's good because you got a lot of bang for your buck. Favorites in Major League Baseball, 62-55 and 55 this year. That's not very good if you're playing the favorites. The underdog players uh, really cashing in this year. But for right now, it's the most profitable segment in Lexington Radio, our Mac Daddy Stogie Picks. We gave you two out of two underdogs yesterday. And, of course, our picks now presented by Jake Cigar Bar. What better way to celebrate a winning pick out in the desert than to have a big stogie at Jake's Cigar Bar? It's the best way to relax and reward yourself for a job well done. They have private rooms there now, so if you really want the special treatment, private bartenders, yeah, just contact our good friends Jake and Autumn over there at Jake's Cigar Bar. They will set you up uh, as classy as you will ever be treated in a cigar bar. But our picks are today, yeah, yeah, we like the Diamondbacks over the Reds. You're getting an underdog value. Uh, we all We gave you the Rays over the Yankees yesterday. Don't like them as much today. Uh, a couple of games today we like in Major League Baseball before we get to some golf matchups later on in the show. Colorado at San Francisco. Colorado 3-6, and six, San Francisco 5-3 and three on the season. This game is, uh, we're looking at the uh, Giants in this one. You're looking at some close odds, and the Giants really playing at home. The respected money has already come down on the Giants in this one. Uh, lines at 120. Anything under 125, we'll take with the Giants today. Low total, that means uh, more focus on the favorite. And anytime you see a division game like this with a low favorite at home, yeah, those favorites have been cashing tickets. We'll take the Giants today over the Rockies, uh, Herman Marquez for Colorado, and an old friend for the Giants, Anthony DiSclefani. Where's he been lately? Hmm, could, they use, could the Reds use him right now? Yeah, they could. Uh, he has a 1.80 ERA so far this season. So, yeah, we're going to be on DiSclefani out in San Francisco today. Doesn't look right seeing him out there, but we'll take him. And then Sunday night baseball, Phillies at Braves. Braves got off to a terrible start, but they're back now to 4-4. Four and four. Phillies leading the division over there, 5-3. and three. The old Sunday night baseball showdown. The uh, National League East, of course, it's a rematch of the 1993 NLCS. We all remember that one. Yeah, Kurt Schilling and Greg Maddox not walking through that door. Matt Moore, who's been around for seemingly a decade, he's only 31 years old, he's still pitching. He had a great future with the Rays about a decade ago. Huh, where's he at now? He's just a left-handed salad tosser at this one. Braves turned to Drew Smiley in this one. Sharps back in the Braves to complete the sweep, and the Braves are up to minus 160. That's a big number. Home favorites minus 150 on the year or more. They're 24-14. and 14. That's 63%. And teams with the line move in their favor, they're 60% on the season so far, 35-23. and 23. And as we've seen in the past, Sunday night baseball, home favorites, they cash in 62% of the time over the last decade. So the Braves, they're, you've got to lay a little bit of a number tonight, about 150 or so. That's about our limit as favorites, what we'll take. We'll take the Braves, try to get back in this division race, if you want to call it that so early in the season. Braves over Phillies tonight, Sunday night baseball. A lot of history on your side. And, uh, yeah, a lot of uh, pitching on the other side with the Phillies. Matt Moore, 5.4 ERA. Yeah, and he's not exactly lining it up. We'll take Braves and Giants as our Mac Daddy Stogies to go along with the Diamondbacks. Those are your Mac Daddy Stogies brought to you by Jake's Cigar Bar. Go cash these tickets and then go have a cigar at Jake's Cigar Bar. Uh, they'll treat you like royalty there, just like we they treat us. But coming up after the break, if you really want to get your gamble on today, it's Brian Howard with Stable Duel. He will tell us who to take out at Keeneland, and uh, he will tell us who not to take out at Keeneland. 
He needs to help me because my picks weren't that good. Other than his, my picks weren't that good yesterday. So he's going to have to help us after the break right here on ESPN Radio ESPN Radio, 1,392.5. We're taking care of business here on The Bottom Line with Brad Taylor, presented by Stable Duel. Sports talk from a handicapping perspective. And speaking of handicappers, we have a guy on the line right now who's going to help us handicap the card today at Keeneland. He's our good friend Brian Howard of Stable Duel. Brian, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, Brad. How are you? Doing well. Hey, I'm going to give you a break on yesterday's picks now because the horse you gave us was a scratch. So, okay, nothing ventured, nothing uh, nothing lost on that one. We have we have new listeners every day on this show. Uh, so remind us again what you guys offer at Stable Duel. Tell us about your app and the contests that you offer all the uh, the uh, gamblers out there. All right, once again, we're, we're a daily fantasy-style app. Um a lot of people are familiar with daily fantasy football where you select a team with a certain salary cap, and that's exactly what we offer except for horse racing. So you can go in, you can pick your 10 horses on a race card under the salary cap. Um, the horses' prices are based on their morning line odds. So, again, you're looking for some value, but you want to have some stars in there as well. That, that's a good call. And let's, let's talk game theory for a minute. 
you talk value. We always talk about value, in, uh, especially in these fantasy contests. But, I mean, when you're trying to pick winners, you're always looking for value. In this game, is it better to take the favorites or is it better to take the big long shots? Because just like in real life, you want to take the long shots that win, but that doesn't always mean uh, good in your case because in your game, taking a bad horse that doesn't finish or finishes way behind, it can be punished. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's a lot of different uh, strategies you can take. Uh, I like to look for long shots in short fields or live long shots that I think have a chance of, of running in the top five to get the positive points. Uh, but there, there are cases where if there's a horse that I really love that is the favorite that I think can win, like the last race at Keeneland yesterday, I think the horse won by 10 and three-quarter lengths. If you can find a short price horse that you think is going to do that, you have to play it. Now, see, why don't you tell me these things in advance instead of letting me hang out to dry on this stuff and just watching me lose? If you could help me with this stuff, Brian Howard, it really would help me to try to cash some tickets. i got to beat Dead Air Dennis down the hallway. He just laughs at me every day. He's seen me all week because I can't beat him with this game. But that's all right. We're going to change our luck this coming week uh, thanks to your picks. And speaking of your picks, give us your best value plays and your best picks of the day for today's Keeneland card. Okay. I've got uh, I've got a value play I'll start you with because you're probably going to hammer me for how much you're going to spend on the next pick. But uh, in the sixth race, there's a horse, the five horse, Marvelous Moon Dance. It's morning line, 12 to 1. It's, that'll cost you $750 on your stable and stable duel. Um, he actually presents one of my favorite angles to play in maiden races, where first start out, had a very slow start or an awkward beginning, and kind of got left at the gate. And a lot of times you'll see horses just kind of run evenly and finish way back in that. Well, this horse did move up a little bit and, uh, you know, didn't just get run off the track. So I'm hoping today that it gets a little bit better break at the beginning and breaks with the field. And if he does, I think he provides tremendous value at 12 to 1. Okay, that's your best. So okay. That, that's my value pick. All right. So, so here's my best pick of the day. There we go. Uh, in, in the eighth race, there's a horse named Palace Avenger, the two horse. It's 8 to 5 on the morning line. It's going to cost you 9400 in your stable. But this is like what I talked about. I, I looked at favorites all day trying to find one that I thought could just put a field away and would be worth the money. And this is the one that stuck out the most. He outclasses this field by a mile. Uh, you got Wesley Ward, Irad Ortiz, the horse is dropping in class. My only concern is he's off a little bit of a layoff, but I, I'm not too concerned about it because, again, his class level is so much above these. He should run pretty easy out front and have it his way all right so to recap brian howard of stable duels best plays of the day if you're looking for value let's go to the sixth race number five marvelous moon dance 12 to 1 and in the eighth race we're looking for palace of injure at eight to five so we feel good about those is that what you're telling me brian howard I feel very good about those. I've placed a couple wagers on those already today. That's what we like. See, now, if you back these with your own money, that's a whole different story than just some loudmouth coming on the radio. Yeah, take the four in the seventh race. No big deal. That's a lock. Yeah, that's a, it's a big difference in just going out and throwing numbers with no – like uh, it's like those NFL pregame shows, and those guys make those picks. They're not held accountable for those, but we are here on the bottom line, and you'll be held accountable too, Brian Howard. I can promise you that. How'd your outing go? Sounds good. How'd your outing go yesterday? And are you guys anywhere today? Uh, no, we're not anywhere today. Yesterday was great. I mean, obviously the weather was terrible here in Lexington, uh, so we were inside. But a lot of positive response, a lot of people watching the races, having fun with this. I mean, we sat at the table and we gambled since we can't play the game as, as workers for Stable Duel. So we just gamble all day while everyone else plays Stable Duel, and it, it became a big thing. We just gamble all day. Boy, that's, the, that's a sentence that we love to hear here on this show. He's, he's Brian Howard of Stable Duel. Brian, tell us where we can find you on social media and tell us uh, all about everything you guys offer real quick before we let you go. Okay, you can find Stable Duel on Twitter at Stable Duel, and you can find me on Twitter at Brian Howard SD. And anytime, our DMs are always open, so if you have any questions or any feedback, feel free to DM us or tweet at us, and we'll get back with you. Yeah, Brian is great on social media. He uh, he and I go back and forth from time to time. He's he's knows what he's doing. He loves what he's doing, and they got a great product over there, Stable Duel. I've played every single day of the Keeneland meet. 
have it done very well, but it's fun to play and to follow the races, especially when, uh, yeah, you need a little action. You know, everybody wants a little horse action this time of year, especially leading up to the Derby, and we know you'll have a lot of Derby stuff coming up, and we'll have you on to talk about that too. Brian Howard of Stable Duel, thank you so much for joining us this morning. As we always say on this show, may the winners be yours today, my friend. Thanks for having me, man. Anytime, buddy. Thank you. That's Brian Howard, Stable Duel. Hopefully he gave you some winners today. Marvelous Moon Dance and Palace of Injure. Those are your uh, value plays using those terms very loosely. Uh, going into today's Keeneland Action, make sure to download their app, StableDuel.com. Download them on your phone. And you'll be set to uh, to win some big uh, some big cash prizes today. That's what we all like here on the bottom line. Big cash prizes. Still looking for mine in that stable duel, but hey, it's it's not easy, or else everybody would do it, right? Bottom line with Brad Taylor, presented by Stable Duel Sports Talk from a handicapping perspective. Coming up after the break, we have a real treat as worlds collide here. We're going to talk Master Sunday. We're going to talk golf. We're going to talk with uh, our horse ra- horse racing. We're going to talk with our golf expert here at ESPN Radio, Matthew Lawrence. Yeah, he hosts his own golf show. He's going to talk to us about Master Sunday, who to take, who not to take, his takes on the uh, the tournament so far with and without Tiger Woods. He'll give you his take on the Master so far. But first, we always say it here on the bottom line, a friend in need is a friend indeed. But here on this show, a friend in need is a pest. IPM Pest and Termite, our good friend Matt Schaefer, uh, they are the best in the business uh, at getting rid of the pests and termites in your home. Maybe not your uh, family or friends, but the other pests. They will get rid of them for you. So go look them up online, myipm.com. I couldn't recommend them anymore. Your neighborhood pest professional. That's our friend Matt Schaefer and IPM Pest and Termite, myipm.com, myipm.com.
ESPN Radio, 1,392.5. Bottom line with Brad Taylor, presented by Stable Duel. Sports talk from a handicapping perspective. Thank you for joining us on this Sunday morning. Well, it's the biggest golf day of the season, Master Sunday. There is no bigger time for the golf world. So what better time to bring in our next guest, who's coming to us live from a 19th hole on an undisclosed golf course somewhere here in Lexington, Kentucky, or Central Kentucky. We don't know. He's our resident golf expert here at ESPN Radio. You can hear him on Backspin Golf Sunday mornings at 8, and you can hear him every weekday, 4 o'clock, the drive with him, Jimmy, and Sean slash Chuck. But to us, he'll always be that scoundrel Mel Silver from Beverly Hills 90210. He's our own Matthew Lawrence. Matthew, did you hit him straight this morning? Uh, no, I, I actually just started, and uh, I, I'm happy to say I'm only four over, which only, is great. Only four over. We don't know how many holes that's through, but hey, we, we yeah, don't need I to played, know that. I played one hole. Oh, so, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, I was going to say it, but you got there first. Well, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for taking time out yeah. of your round this morning, which is much more no, important than coming on the radio. All right. My pleasure. <laughs> I appreciate it. Hey, there's no Tiger this year in the Masters. And by the and way, I, I'm bummed. Are you really? Do, is it a different? Oh, yeah. Is it different for you watching the Masters without Tiger? Yes, it How is. So? And not only me, but well, uh, so many people on Twitter yesterday too. It's just a completely different feeling. Uh, even the times he's been hurt and he's been out and. It's different when he's not there. I mean, all you got to do is look at 2019 uh, and see that Masters and him winning again, and what how supercharged the whole golf world was about it. Um, I'm glad he's recovering. That's all I care about. If he never plays another Masters, I'm fine. As long as he gets well and has a normal life with his kids, I'm fine with that after his accident. But it's just different. It's just different without him. It's still great, still the Masters, but it's different. It's no coincidence when they went to uh, rain delay yesterday, they went straight to that Tiger Woods uh, victory he had a couple years ago as a replay. So that's no coincidence. (laughs) Yes. And I'm telling you, uh, it's very funny. A friend of mine on Twitter said uh, every single weather delay this year on the PGA Tour, they should just play the 2019 Masters. And... Uh, yeah, it was amazing. It, yeah, it was like uh, the U.S. Open tennis when Jimmy Connors in 1991. Right. Every time they yep. had a rain delay for the next 20 years, they went back to Jimmy yeah. Connors 1991. It was incredible. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, four-shot lead going into the final round. We led the show referencing Greg Norman's six-shot lead all the way back in 1996, 25 long years ago, if you can believe that. So we've seen a bigger lead blown in this tournament than the one that Matsuyama has today. Out in the desert, Matsuyama minus 120, odds-on favorite to win this tournament. Would you take that, or would you take the field in this spot, Matthew Lawrence? Well, as much as, and I love Hideki. Uh, I just think it's great. And what it would do for golf in Japan would be stratospheric. I'm going to take the field today. I would, too. I just think. Yeah. I just think that we all saw what happened with Justin Rose on Thursday. Uh, Out of his mind, nine birdies and 11 holes, and he shot 65. For Hideki, now really all Hideki has to do today maybe is shoot 70 or 69, and it'll be tough to catch him. But at Augusta, we've all seen it. One bad swing, Justin Thomas top five in the world, had 81 yards in on 13 yesterday and made an eight on a par five. It takes one bad swing. If Hideki somehow the first three, four, five holes drops a couple of shots, that lets a whole other group of guys back in. And we never know what's going to happen on Sunday at the Masters. So, I would. Uh, here's the thing with me, and I've said it on backspin and on the drive. As long as those two guys that I can't stand are not contending, and I don't have to watch them, and I I call them affectionately the bulk and the cheater. As long as those two guys are not there, I have ever wins today. 
whatever story comes out of it, Will Zalatoris is an incredible story. Justin Rose, the way he's hung around after his first day, has been amazing. Uh, Any of these guys, maybe Jordan goes out and shoots 64 today. Who knows? Whatever happens, I'm going to be happy. But I just, I, I know how hard it will be for Hideki to do what he did yesterday, two days in a row, especially today being the final round. You say the bulk and the cheater. Uh, I'm going to assume it's uh, Bryce DeChambeau for the bulk, but who's the cheater? Patrick Reed. Oh, yes, Although Patrick I, Reed. Yes. I hate to say his name. Okay. Uh, it makes me... I apologize. Mis- yes, he is okay. a cheater. Yes, I, I was just, I'm just trying to get your terminology down for the golf world yeah. there. I, yeah. I, I apologize for missing that obvious... Uh, <laughs> That's all right. Yes, yes, yes. And just ask his family if he cheats or not. I'm sure they'll tell you. Uh, we look yeah. at the... Uh, the rest of these matchups today. So you say Matsuyama. We were comparing him with Greg Norman earlier. Greg Norman, classic underachiever in the golf world. And a lot of the uh, kind of insiders, like you, say Matsuyama's kind of an, of an underachiever in his career. Would you say that too? No, no. I wouldn't. Okay. we, we got to remember, he's still only 29. I mean, look how long it took Mickelson to win his first major. In terms of, you know... Matsuyama won the Players' Championship. He's won big tournaments all over the world. He uh, Remember, it was 10 years ago that he was in Butler Cabin as the low amateur in the Masters. And he's had a great career. Has he finished some of these tournaments? No, but it's golf. I mean, all of us are so caught up. It's like in basketball, well, does he have a ring? You know, Dan Marino, I wouldn't say, was an underachiever, even though he never won a Super Bowl. I mean, and that's kind of what's happened with all sports. I think it's happened with Hideki a little bit, but he's had a great career. And I guarantee you he will win a major or more before he's through. He's only 29. He's just coming into his prime now. And we saw what he's capable of yesterday. He's had trouble uh, with his putter for a long time. And he has been working on different things with a different coach. And if he puts like he did yesterday, he's going to win a ton more because his ball striking, his demeanor, everything about him is world-class. So I wouldn't say he's underachieved. I, I think at one time I might have said that, but the more, the older I've gotten and the more sports that we all watch and everything, I think it's kind of a term that's used a little too much. And I certainly wouldn't say Matsuyama is an underachiever. Nope. I see the Dan Marino reference you made, but there's a di- that's a team sport compared yeah. to an individual yeah. sport, and there's a big difference in winning the TPC and going into the final round of the Masters with a four-shot lead. There's a big difference in that. But the way you look, when you named Mickelson a minute ago, when I think of Phil Mickelson, it's exactly like you think of Patrick Reed and DeChambeau. Just ask Billy Walters. That's another story for another day. So if you're, okay. look, if you're looking for maybe a matchup today, we look at that final round pairing. Matsuyama, Xander Schauffele. Schauffele is actually a favorite out in the desert to win this matchup if, of those two today. If I was going to say, if I had to pick one guy other than the field, I would pick Xander. I think he's totally poised to do this, and he's another one. We all know his talent. He has the perfect demeanor to do this. And if I had to pick one guy out of this group that's four behind going into today, I would take Xander if I had to pick one guy. I think he's got a really good chance. He's playing in that group with Hideki, as you said, and if Hideki makes a mistake, you know, we could see a two-shot swing Pretty quickly, if Hideki makes bogey and Xander makes birdie, you got he's only down two. Uh, anything can happen. So I pick him if I had to pick one guy. Those guys in the desert are smart. Yeah, they are, and uh, they have yeah. Shaf- right now. They have Shafle as a second favorite. The uh, yeah. other than Matsuyama, he is the next in line to win this tournament. Are there any other pairings that pique your interest today? I'm always a big Tony Finau guy, especially at the Masters. He always plays well down there. Anybody else? You you mentioned Jordan Spieth earlier. Any of these guys more than four shot off shots off the pace? Could they make a run at this thing today? Well, I don't know about more than, but my favorite story of all of them is Will Zalatoris. 
at, by far because his story is absolutely incredible. He was 2,000th in the world a couple of years ago. Uh, got Somehow made it to the Corn Ferry Tour, was number one on the Corn Ferry Tour, got an invitation to the U.S. Open, finished sixth at the U.S. Open, which got him into this Masters. He's got a... Now, listen to this. He's got a 27-inch waist, Brad. Wow. I mean... He's like a fifth grader. All you got to do is look at him out there. And he, when he was at Wake Forest a long time ago, not that long ago, his coach said he's one of the best ball strikers in the world right now. And we've seen it. He's got he's no nerves. Somebody asked him if he was intimidated being there with all these big names. And his answer was, why should I be intimidated? I'm already here. I mean, he's just the coolest. He's a kid, really. And I think it's the best story of the Masters this year. Uh, and, boy, if he, I can't even imagine what it would be like if somehow he pulls this off today. But he's my favorite guy. He's the guy I'm really going to be watching. Final question for Matthew Lawrence of Backspin Golf in the Drive weekday afternoons here on ESPN Radio. You said Matsuyama, you'd take the field. Who wins this thing? Who's putting on the green jacket at the end of the day? Xander. Xander Shoffley <laughs> is the winner, according to our ESPN Radio Golf Expert. Go yeah. get your action down now, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. That. Yes, that's why they built the big billion-dollar casinos in the desert. Matthew uh, Lawrence right. of uh, Backspin, Backspin Golf, thank you so much for joining us and giving us your uh, Masters Sunday preview. We really appreciate it. Thank you for taking time out of your busy morning on the, on the links yeah. to uh, talk to us about this. Thank you, sir. My pleasure, Brad. Great show, as always. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Okay, see you. All right. That's Matthew Lawrence of uh, ESPN Radio here. We really appreciate his time this morning. We know he didn't have to uh, stop his, his uh, round midway through the round. Uh, so we thank him. He says take Xander Shoffley to win the, uh, the tournament. Uh, I, I would take the field. I don't think I would single out Shoffley, but I think I would take the field. I hate to agree with Lawrence on stuff like this, but I will take the field today in this one. Uh, yeah, ESPN Radio, 1,392.5. Thank you for g joining us this morning. Bottom line with Brad Taylor, presented by Stable Duel. Sports talk from a handicapping perspective. Don't forget today on ESPN Radio, uh, top of the hour, it's the Angelo Show. Um, I'm sure he's getting excited over the NFL draft coming up. I'm sure they have a lot on that. Uh, 3.40 today, Reds and Diamondbacks from Arizona. Reds a minus 120 favorite right now. Arizona's got a little bit of uh, value in this one, if you ask us. And then tonight, Sunday Night Baseball, uh, rematch of the 1993 NLCS, Phillies and Braves. No, it's not Kurt Schilling and Greg Maddox. It's Matt Moore versus Drew Smiley from Atlanta. Braves a nice favorite in this one, but uh, we think they'll take them down. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's what the desert tells us. Thanks again for listening. Um, you can email anytime, bottomlinelex at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at bottomlinelex. And as always, until the next time, may the winners be yours.